Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Podcast. My name is Shane Winnings. This is episode 42, Are We Too Expensive for God? I'm excited about this episode today. I believe it's going to bring some massive conviction and give us some things to think about. I know I was thinking about a lot when I was writing this script today. Uh, Before we get into this, I want to thank you for listening. It's because of people like you that listen and that share the podcast that we are up to nearly 70,000 streams. That is incredible to me. I'm actually looking at the numbers now. We're at 69,949 streams. I'm so thankful uh, for you guys listening, and I want to invite you to partner with us. Everything I do is for free, and I live off of donor support. And so if you want to help us keep this thing going, if you want to support this podcast, support the ministry, this new ministry that we have, it's called Overcomers. Um, you can partner with us monthly. You can give through one of the links in the description of this podcast, or you can go to my website, shanewinnings.com, and click on Give. We're just looking for 100 people to give, maybe $5 a month or $20 a month. That's a cup of coffee a month or a couple of cups of coffee or one lunch a month. Would you give that up and consider partnering with us if the Lord leads you? And make sure you follow us on Spotify, Apple, Anchor. Hit that bell, turn on notifications so you get updates when I post a new episode like this one. Let's get into this. I think this is going to be eye-opening. Have we gotten too expensive for God? I want you to listen to some of these numbers I'm about to give you. And this is based on salvations divided by the cost of the meetings, okay? So there are averages I'm going to give you for Africa and for America. So we're talking about how much it costs to hold a meeting divided by, and how many people get saved, right? So if there's a meeting that costs $100 and 100 people get saved, then that's $1 per person. Does that make sense? Okay, so here's the cost of a soul in Africa. Here's how much it statistically costs on average to win someone to Christ in Africa. Six cents. That's right. Six cents. Now, this was calculated by someone in the ministry who got the budgets for, you know, a, a, a group of meetings and divided it by how many salvations there were. Six cents for one soul. For one person to get saved in Africa, it's going to cost about six cents. So looking at that math, if you were to donate a dollar towards ministry in Africa, you could see about 16 and a half people, so almost 17 people, get born again with a dollar, okay? 17 people for one dollar. Listen how much this is. This is insane. The cost of a soul in America is $17, $17 on average to see a soul come to Christ in America. I just told you that you could see 17 people saved for $1 in Africa. Now, by that math, that's 17 times 17. Let's do this math right here. I'm going to pull up my calculator. 17 times 17 Here we go. This is wild. For every one person saved in America, 
289 people could be saved in Africa. So it costs us 289 times more money to see a soul one to Christ in America. Is that Does that blow your mind? Have we gotten too expensive for God? Think about what we have to pay for. When I, when I see these meetings in Africa of two million people in one meeting, I don't see laser shows. I don't see fog machines. And look, I, I'm not hating on that stuff. There can be a time and a place for it. Sure, I mean, I guess you could say the world uses it so Christians can use it and redeem it. I, I, my views are changing on that all the time. I don't think you need a fog machine and lasers and a... Uh, a perfect reverb pedal with a, you know, whale call guitar swell to usher in the Holy Spirit in his presence. I did meetings last year around the nation with no music, no worship, no background, nothing. Literally just me and a microphone preaching and praying for the sick. And the presence came. People were weeping. People were delivered of demons. People were healed in their bodies. That's not because I'm awesome. It's not because I have the right method or formula. It's because it's about Jesus. And I can't help but wonder when I look at these numbers and I calculate that for every one person in America saved, we could have 289 saved in Africa. Are we too expensive for God? Now, he paid a higher price. The cost of the sins for the whole world was the blood of the most perfect man who ever lived, who did not deserve to die, but he chose to die in our place. He didn't just die for our sins. He died as us. He didn't just die for us, but as us in our place. And for us to see this number come down, which means more people are getting saved for less money, that's not something that we should be proud of. It shouldn't cost almost $20 for one person to get saved. We're not going over to Africa using African money. We're bringing American money over or or European money over. The point is, it shouldn't cost this much. And I think the reason it costs so much for us is because there's a cost that we have to count. Christians and unbelievers must count the cost. And I want to point at the body of Christ right now because I believe that if we were on fire for Jesus, we would have more people getting saved. I don't blame unbelievers. And I'm not even, I'm not placing blame on the church. Please hear my heart. I'm saying we can do better. If we looked like Jesus, I believe we would see more people coming to Christ. We have but first Christians, just like in the Bible. The man who said, oh, I'll follow you, Lord, but first let me bury my father. I heard a great teaching by Daniel Kalinda on this, and he said, I couldn't, I couldn't stomach why Jesus said, let the dead bury their own dead. Like, why wouldn't he just let this man go bury his father? And he said he had this revelation where the Lord spoke to him and said, Daniel, where did I ever say that the man's father was dead? And he began to look into it, and you see this 
guy was telling Jesus, I have an inheritance coming up. And when my father dies, I'm going to get it. So let me stick around until I have a little more money so I can get my inheritance. Then I'll be ready to follow you. We have but first Christians. How many people do you know? Or maybe you're one of those people and you say, well, I can I can go all in for Jesus after I finish my career. Once I get my 20 years in, once I invented, once I or invested, once I fill in the blank, once but first, maybe Jesus is calling you now. How does this tie into the cost of uh, salvation? It's because the more that we have people that are delaying following God, the more we are going to look like the world. Oh, I'll follow you, God, but first I need to make sure my 401k is stacked. Well, guess what? That's what the rest of the world is doing. Before they go do what they want to do, they're working hard as well. Like We can't just look like the rest of the world and expect people to follow Jesus. Now, I'm not saying every person who's listening in, in the world is supposed to quit their job and, and go preach or something. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that I believe there are more people that are not burning for Jesus because they have counted the cost and they're saying it's too high of a price to pay. I'm not ready to live all in for Jesus. I, I'm okay with going to church and I'm okay with you know, putting Jesus in my bio, and I'm okay with sometimes talking about him, but I'm not going to preach. I'm not going to pray for someone out in public. I'm not, I, I don't want to get involved in these uncomfortable conversations. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. I've got a good thing going on. I'm not, I'm just, man, I know I'm getting, I feel pulled this way, but I'm just, I've got a good job. I've got a good paycheck. I've got my routine. I'm not in a place to mess that up. Maybe once I retire, I'll be able to do more for the Lord. Is that you? I want to ask you today, is that you? And if it's not, hey, that's amazing. And if you feel called to where you're at, we're called to touch every sphere of influence in this world. And if you're in entertainment or you're in politics or you're in music or you're in fill in the blank sports, you might be called there and that's amazing. Make sure you're obeying. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to people that have been called elsewhere and they're not because they're comfortable where they're at. We need to be listening and obeying God. It's just like the rich man that Jesus was talking to. The rich man is telling him, I've kept all these I've kept all the laws and all the commandments. And Jesus says, That's great. Go sell everything you have now and give it away. And it says that the man left sad. Isn't that crazy? He met the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Son of the one true God. He met Jesus Christ and had an opportunity to follow him, and he left sad. Why? Because he counted the cost and it was too high. This man could have been a historical, foundational member of the church and follower of Jesus, but his possessions kept him to be forever known as the man who walked away from Jesus sad. Now, how many of you have left God sad because he asked you to give up something you weren't ready to? Maybe it wasn't your money. What about your career? What about your desires, your goals and dreams? What about your addictions? What about your vices? 
Has God asked you to give something up to follow him truly and you weren't ready? And so now you stay in a place that you call comfort, but it's not even comfort because you know you're not supposed to be there. By the numbers in other countries, people are willing to give it all up for Christ. Look at people in Afghanistan or in the Middle East. They are willing to die and be disowned by their families for converting to Christianity. Why would they do that? Like, if you look at America, and I'm not hating on America, I'm just going by the numbers. We are not the people as a whole. There are people in this country, and we are seeing a sweeping revival, and it's incredible. But as a whole, we are not the kind of people that will convert if something like death or being disowned comes with the package. There are women in other countries that will get raped repeatedly, that do get raped repeatedly. Extremists of other religions, mostly Islam, will bust into their house and rape them over and over and over again because they're Christians. And they'll tell them, if you don't convert to Islam, we are going to keep doing this. And they do not do it. I watched a documentary called Sheep Among Wolves. It's incredible. You have to watch it. But these women were saying, God, while they're being raped, she said, this is what I was saying to the Lord. Lord, I've given you my life as a sacrifice. I've given you my confession. Now I'm giving you my body. While these women are being forcefully and violently raped, they are offering their bodies as a sacrifice to God. Like they have counted the cost. Why would they do something like this? I'll tell you. Because they know that Christianity is the way. They know that Christianity is the truth. And they know that Christianity is the life. Now, many, many people, I would argue, they would say, yeah, Christianity is the truth. And they would tell you it's the way and the life. They would quote the scriptures that Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. And they would agree with that. I was one of them. But they really only live out the fact that it's the truth. Like, it's their confession, and they won't waver from that. But they show with their life that there might be another way. They show with their life that there might be another life. You see, maybe at large we believe that the Bible is the truth, but we don't want to take that way and live that life because we're still in the world. We're called to be in the world, but not of it. But sadly, a lot of people that I've met, and I was one of them for 25 years, I confess that the Bible is the truth, but I lived my own way and I lived my own life. You know what Jesus said about the way? He said it's narrow and few find it. You know what he said about the truth? That he came bringing a sword, not peace. He's not interested in compromise with the world or finding a middle ground. He came with the truth, the sword of the Spirit that divides. You know what he said about the life? He said if you try to keep or save your life, you're going to lose it. But if you lose your life for his sake, you'll find it. I believe the major problem right now is many people believe the truth, but they are unwilling to walk in the way and live the life that Jesus called to. And because of that, we will have what is known in the parable of the sower as the third seed, which is choked out by the issues 
of life, the temptations and the trials and the deceitfulness of riches, and becomes unfruitful. And when a body is unfruitful, it does not appeal to anyone because there's no fruit. People are not going to want to convert when there's no fruit. There's no evidence besides your words. But when we see in these other countries, these converts, they're producing mass amounts of fruit. One good example of fruit is enduring through intense trials. Another episode of, or episode, another example of fruit is miracles, mass amounts of miracles. In Africa, they can't deny when a Christian preacher comes and people are getting out of wheelchairs in the masses. Blind eyes are opening, deaf ears are opening. Tumors are leaving. The dead are being raised. These things are happening in other countries. What do you think they think when they see that? They go, oh my gosh. There is a God. Like there is one true God. This is the Lord. And they give their lives. What's the last conference that you went to? And maybe I'm talking to a biased group because you're following me. And this is kind of the stream that I'm in, but some of you don't really follow me that often. So when's, what's the last conference you went to where you saw mass amounts of healing, where you saw demons being cast out? Have you ever heard any preacher say the dead can be raised today? Like these are the things that are happening in other countries, and we wonder why it costs so much for one soul in America. We need to be doing the stuff. And to be doing the stuff that Jesus did, that means living the life that he lived and going the way that he went, not simply proclaiming the truth. We need all of it. There's a reason he didn't just say, I'm the truth. He said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. I'm going to spend my life trying to bring that $17 down in order to see more souls. I want to ask you, what are you spending your life doing? If you're called in the marketplace, if you're called in the business place, if you're called in entertainment, if you're called in politics, if you're called in sports, that's great. But are you winning souls? Jesus didn't say, go to all the nations and play soccer. Go to all the nations and, and, and import and export. Go to all the nations and be ambassadors of your country. Those things are great, but remember what the first commission we were given. Make disciples. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, preach the gospel. This is our first commission. We can do these other things. We need these other things. It's amazing. People have been given insane gifts from God in in sports and music and all these other areas, but that is not your first calling. Your first calling is to be a Christian, to do what Jesus did. And that means you do it in your area of influence. If you're out on the soccer field, you're praying for your teammates, you're telling them about Jesus. If you're in the business world, you are telling them about Jesus. If you are a politician, you are telling people about Jesus. You're praying for other politicians. Like, this is what life is about. We have to count the cost with eternity in mind, not the temporal. And we can easily fall into this. And all of a sudden, we want a cool earthly experience more than we want to walk in the way that Jesus has called us. We we want the promotion more. We want the salary more. We want the fame more. We want to be remembered. We want to be legends. We want to be heroes. We want to be the best. 
the older I get, the more I realize that all I want to do is run well and hear Jesus say, well done. Because I want to tell you this, and this is my opinion, and maybe I need to research it, but I don't think everyone is going to get it well done. The Bible talks about people being barely saved from the fire, barely escaping the fire, and I don't think those people are going to hear well done. Yes, they believed, but they didn't run well. And it's amazing to believe, like the Bible says that all of heaven rejoices when one sinner repents, but that doesn't mean that you ran well. It's not just about getting saved, guys. If it was only about getting saved, as soon as we got saved, we would get zapped up to heaven. There's a reason we are left here on the earth to walk out this life. Like your life matters, not just your decision to follow Jesus. Your life is why you are still here. Think about it. Why do we get born again and then we stay on the earth? If it was just about getting born again to be with God, as soon as you said yes to him, you'd be zapped up to heaven. He leaves us here for a reason, and it is to further his kingdom. Are you doing that? Are you running to win like Paul says? Or have you stopped running? I just heard a... a, I was going to say a friend of mine. We haven't really got to hang out very much, but we're going to. His name's Peter Lewis, awesome evangelist, um, teacher from Upper Room where I go to church. And I heard him on a podcast talking about our salvation. And he says, some people stop. They stop their salvation process. Like they're born again, they're saved, but they stunt their growth and they stop walking towards Jesus. They just stop where they're at. They're definitely not running to win. Is that you? Like, are you just satisfied that you prayed the prayer and, and that you, you've you been sealed with the Holy Spirit for heaven someday and then that's good enough for you? You don't want to run for Jesus. Like, is that, is, is that your heart? Are you just good with that? Or are you thankful that you deserved hell just like I did and Jesus set you free. He set you free from bondage. Maybe you've put yourself back into bondage. He can set you free again. But he set you free from bondage, from addiction, and from sin and death. And because of that, we should be living lives of thankfulness because it was a gift we did not deserve. And if we ever get unthankful or ungrateful and we forget that we didn't deserve this gift then we'll stop running. But if we live with eternity in mind and we remember our salvation, we remember that moment that we knew we didn't deserve the gift we were getting, but we were being made new anyways because God loves us. We will run well. I really believe there are people who are going to get to heaven who will not hear a well done. They believed in Jesus, but they did not run well. Which one are you? Are you running hard or have you stopped? Let me encourage you, start running again. Let's run hard today. Run hard to win. Don't let temporal things, the things of this world, start to occupy your mind and get your gaze. You become what you behold. Are you constantly pursuing earthly things, even if they're good? Or are you pursuing Jesus? Come on, let's run hard today with no turning back. Amen. Listen, if this encouraged you, if this spoke to you, 
will you share it? Hit the copy link button, send it to some people, message it to people, post it on Instagram. I've been getting people tagging me in their stories. Just take a screenshot of this, post it on your Instagram story, tag me in it, I'll repost it. I want as many people as possible to run hard for Jesus. If you like the podcast, make sure you give us a like on Apple or Spotify, leave a review, leave a rating, you know, three, four, five stars, one star, whatever it is, but leave a review. I want to tell you something. If you are looking for some help in overcoming, you know, I'm talking about running well. If you want some help doing that, I created a nine-week devotional. It's my first book that was self-published last Christmas. It's called I Will Always Overcome. And it is only $10 on Amazon. You can get paperback, you can get an ebook, you can download it right to your phone or on Kindle. Go to Amazon, I Will Always Overcome, or you can go on my website and buy it. It just links you straight to Amazon, shanewinnings.com. I believe that's going to take you to a place of faith where you want to run for Jesus. If you're looking to start or finish um, your education, you should check out Faith International University. It's an incredible, accredited Christian university. They preach the Bible. And here's what's amazing. You can go to school at your own pace. So they give you all your work, all your assignments. It's due at the end of the week. I mean, that, for a person like me who's traveling a lot and flexible schedule, that is so awesome. I'm going to be starting my master's in October. You have to check it out. Go to faithiu.edu. Click the request information button my friend who's the vice president and the dean of students will message you back and just tell him, hey, I, I found this through Shane Winnings or through his podcast or whatever. That's really helpful for us, just tracking how many new students. We've got a lot of new students that are coming um, just from hearing it from this podcast. And so make sure you drop a line, let them know how you got there. And as always, you can find me on social media, on Instagram at Shane.Winnings and on YouTube, just search for my name. And finally, let's pray for healing. If you need healing in your body, um, I just want you to close your eyes and open up your hands right now like you're going to receive a gift. And I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that you love this person who's listening. And I pray, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, that every sickness in their body, every bit of pain, every limitation would leave right now in Jesus name get out I command them to be healed right now in their bodies totally restored that's what you paid for on the cross it says by your stripes we were healed and I thank you God for making them brand new in Jesus name amen all right God bless you guys and we will see you tomorrow